don't know. I feel so lost without Cole. I do feel very lost without Cole. Maybe that could be the cold intro. <laughs> where's Cole? Wait, at? Where's Cole? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? If you wonder where Cole is, stick around and find out. Roll that intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cold That's intro. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> he's like, you didn't do anything. That's, what is wrong with you? That's it. <laughs> That's the bit. Oh my goodness. Oh, if, if you know it, say it. <laughs> That's the saying, isn't That's it? it? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he picked the best one to come on. I feel like that was. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's reminiscent of him coming on and doing um. Yeah. the 48-hour uh, challenge with us and he was you were very excited <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just uh, to find out that we were making a short film about falling in love with peanut and butter oh yeah and no then he, you could see his uh his entire emotions and demeanor just back out and he's like i don't want to be the lead actor anymore <laughs> <laughs> i felt so bad i was like this isn't this probably isn't what anybody I, I was, was expecting like, to do feeling comfortable playing like who was the what was the name of the character his name was daniel slovak yeah so daniel i'm like the first question anybody's gonna ask how can a brown guy have a name daniel <laughs> it can be if i'm like yeah. in different religions but i can be clearly that will pull the movie down so i'm like okay it's better to just pull back and like let somebody <laughs> take the lead you know what if people oh. are that judgmental that they don't believe you could be named daniel then that movie wasn't for them. I can be, but I wasn't convinced myself because I'm not too comfortable <laughs> as an actor. And on uh. the, so I was like, okay, thrown at the deep end playing mm-hmm. Daniel. If I was playing Shiva or Abby or something like that, I would be more comfortable, I guess. Uh, yeah. If so, I'm like a seasoned actor, I would be playing anything. Yeah, we could like, uh, Jonathan, like, do some like, uh, like accent. You'd be like real midwestern like oh, hello uh, my name's daniel <laughs> <laughs> or dub with like somebody yeah. else's voice it's just like I'm just, doing <laughs> just, just voice over the entire thing yeah the whole yeah. thing oh my the gosh ADR. all right, all right. <laughs> so before so before crazy. we yeah. exactly before we get too crazy because right now we're we're skating on rails right now we're about to pop off them we have yeah. a special guest here because every episode we have a special guest because all our guests are special this is abhishek sai And he is an actor, he's a director, he's an artist in the traditional sense that he paints things, and he's a really good friend. And most importantly, before I let you go, he is our first ever repeat guest. He is the first one ever. (laughs) Can we get some claps on the little Uh, tap board? Tap it. it, Just hit one. Pick one. Yeah. I feel special now. So, Abby, that's a very brief description of you from a guy that only gets to see you a couple times a year. Describe yourself for the people in terms of what your experience and background is artistically Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe a little bit of how you started to dive into each of these things. Sure. Yeah. So, Hmm. as you mentioned, acting is the thing I do least. I, I, I used to do a theater, but then I moved more towards direction and the filmmaking stuff. But yeah, from probably my background point of view, I've been doing theater since I was in school. Uh, and then when I got uh, here in the US, that's when I got introduced to filmmaking through mm-hmm. my friends in the school. And since last 10 years, I've been dabbling into filmmaking. But last six years, I think probably 
I got more serious about it. Started my small company called Manmoji Films and started making. Initially, started making crappy films as all the started. Like everybody starts with. <laughs> right. Quite familiar. It was, yeah, and it, like the <laughs> whole journey really started. Over our own backlog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just afraid so to the, look my at. first forty-eight hour film, I don't watch it ever. But mm. that was the the first introduction to making a full-fledged film and watch it with the audience. Mm-hmm. So last four, four five mm. years, I've been. Uh, becoming more and more serious about filmmaking so i'm trying to scale up uh, so that's mainly from mm. the filmmaking point of view about painting that's mm. that's the the core passion i have uh, since my probably early childhood 7 8 years i think when i was 7 8 years old my uncle and aunt uh, they were artists so they uh, got that habit into me of painting sketching mm-hmm. uh, i used to do caricatures for almost like 10 years i used to draw a cartoon strip for a newspaper in india and then actually my first job in us <laughs> on campus was a caricature artist for a newspaper called shorthorn on mm-hmm. my university campus uh, so there i used to draw a strip called candid horn mm-hmm. uh, so from caricatures then moved more into painting and last 7 8 years i'm doing more and more painting stuff so last Since last two years, I have started something called Hundred Days Hundred Paintings. So every year, last two years at least, and this year also I'll start. But I do one painting every day for hundred days. Uh, wow, those are the digital ones, just That's to keep those juices flowing. <laughs> so yeah. uh, a couple things then. Yeah, you said the name of your company is Manmoji Man- Man- yeah. Films. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So okay, Manmoji means free spirited. Okay. Yeah. So it's like man in Hindi that means heart. and mm-hmm. moji is like having fun yeah. so it's like mm. uh, where your heart is enjoying what you are doing so that that's why the name man moji and so is that um, is that inspired by anything specific or was that like your creative thought of like i want to do something creative that allows me to just express myself yeah so mainly the name uh, it's actually popular name or like popular word in hindi okay. uh, the native language and even there was a movie called manmoji back in like 1950s uh, and my father was like very film fanatic and uh, because of him i somehow i think that that was like that word stuck with me and the reason i wanted to create this company was that like where i can do whatever i want yeah. <laughs> rather than like getting burdened with like somebody is putting a money you have to do what they tell you i so mean that's the dream yeah yeah. That, yeah so it's like <laughs> here even if i make a crappy film it's what i really want to do yeah. without any bothering so hence the name manmoji so i try to stick to it whatever i try to do most likely it's like i'm 100% into it mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so you've made You never made a crappy film, then they're all oh, good. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> That's what I said. All my first three, four. So so far, I have made. This is my ninth film. Uh, ninth really? short film. The permission is the ninth mm. short film. So, out of those eight films, I would call five of them or six of them crappy. Okay. Then seventh, sixth one was less crappier. Eighth one was the one where we collaborated together on the Forty Rads, and yeah. that was so far the one which won the award and gave me a confidence that okay, I can make a decent film. Mm. When you say make a film, do you mean you directed them or you wrote yeah, them? Yeah, so all, all yeah, so most of those I directed. Have. one or two of those i written it uh, but i'm not a good writer uh, <laughs> i know that uh, and that's what i learned because first film i made i did most of the things i wrote it i shot it <laughs> i mm-hmm. edited it i directed it 
and that was the biggest mistake because filmmaking is a collaborative medium and initially you are pretty much just trying to do everything so with every film i made i started giving up something because that's the feedback mm. i got from my first film that hey you are trying to do too much and that's yeah. why you are screwing it up <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we we've definitely experienced that yeah that, that was going to be one of my big questions like with every one of like our productions we've done of like small or large that there was like at least one or two things we were able to like take from and learn like oh yes. this is something we just really shouldn't focus on and yeah. cuz that led to us just lacking in this one area that made it really suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, did you start to pick things that when you focus on a thing and you pick it, mm-hmm. are you picking things you enjoy the most or the things that you're you excel at the most or both? So, I think initially I was doing everything and slowly mm-hmm. I started because I know knew that my focus is direction. Uh that's what I wanted to be or I I still am trying to like strive to be a director, I think. So, mm-hmm. the rest of the things were things I could I could give up, I think. So right now the only two passions or only two things which I'm passionate about is editing and direction I think and so those mm. are the only two things I do the rest of the things especially with this ninth film mm-hmm. permission which we are talking about today mm. that's where I would say here I only directed and edited it the rest of all the things there was a specific team member who was doing that job and mm-hmm. probably that is what gave me uh, a joy and i enjoyed the shooting process there was most of the time i'm like nervous uh, i'm anxious i'm angry if i'm doing multiple jobs because you're just overburdened with thing but mm-hmm. when you have a larger team who's picking up enough load from you you are less restless i think and you are mm-hmm. more calmer you can talk to actors better you can be a better human being on the set <laughs> nobody <laughs> would yeah. want to work mm-hmm. with you again yeah. yeah you have a little more patience too yeah exactly Okay. Well, I mean, like you said, you are here specifically because mm-hmm. we we knew your short film was coming out soon. Yeah. We were asked to come on by you to do the audio for this yes. one and yep. the previous one we were doing the cinematography yep. one. So, with um with this the the gap between these two films, the the, the last one you did was called The Last uh, Note. The Last Note, and mm-hmm. this most recent one was called Permission. Yep. So, what um each time you're trying to grow and, and progress what was the thing that you wanted to focus on the most between the one that won three awards mm-hmm. and like how do I top that what do I improve upon i already i already got a bunch of awards <laughs> <laughs> you made it so that that was honestly that was a sole reason why i didn't do 48 hours last year mm-hmm. uh, because everybody said that like okay you guys won the award last time if you go again and if you screw up that's a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> it's better to stop or like leave on the glory days yeah, rather yeah. than uh, but mainly the the main purpose of the 48 hours why I didn't do any more 48 hours because that was my fourth 48 hours okay. uh, mm. and then when we collaborated on the last note and that already won awards uh, and then I already thought that like a hey, the main thing about 48 hours it's you are thrown under the bus you are you have that limited time you try your best to do whatever you can to make a great film but you can't always guarantee that like okay you'll be able to make <laughs> the good film so yeah. i'm like okay this is good but that was the only problem with the 48 hours i was just doing 48 hours i wasn't doing a film which i wanted to really make i think and, and i mean for people that maybe not experienced and we've talked about 48 hours a couple times on here yeah. um there's 
criteria mm-hmm. other than just 48 hours to make yeah. a film of write, shoot, edit. They give you uh, a name of yeah. a character. Yeah. They give you a prop. They give you a genre yeah. and then a line of dialogue. dialogue. Yeah. So, I mean, that's very constrictive. Exactly. And yeah. constrictive can be good where like it pushes you to be creative with the limitations. Mm-hmm. But in the name of Memoji Films, yeah. that kind of goes against what you set out to start doing not really that but again the, the problem is that like i was making all this film for the larger dream that like okay one day i'll be able to make a feature film uh, mm-hmm. and with the 48 hour f- films i don't know if i go to a producer to say like hey this is what i made mm-hmm. give me like hundred thousand dollars or whatever the, the budget of the feature film is that's why i'm like okay let's take a break let's think exactly what i want to express what what is the subject that really I want to put forward into the mm-hmm. next film I want to make make it with little larger budget with larger crew mm-hmm. with the almost just think about it is this is like the way I treated permission is this is my prototype to make a feature film that yeah. like okay this is what I want to do or like this is what I will need to do if I'm making a feature film so that was the whole yeah. reason why I didn't do any more film after the last note but I honestly I enjoy the 48 hours experience that's mm-hmm. like the best adrenaline pumping uh, experience you one can get if you love films and that's why i joined you guys uh, last time when you guys made a film and yeah. you guys won that <laughs> yeah so if you guys make it this year i'll again come whatever the, the spot boy wa- giving water whatever the work is i'll join your team yeah i thoroughly enjoy that process but mm-hmm. um, it was mainly a deliberate decision to stop and make something more concrete and really on the subject what i really wanted to say I think. yeah yeah so actually the um uh i was going to ask what the goal was but i mean mm-hmm. you mentioned it the goal was as a proof of concept for a future film yeah. and then you were talking about um the project in between mm-hmm. the last note mm-hmm. and uh permission was you helped us with our 48 hour yeah. challenge yeah so that was actually uh either last episode or the episode prior where we have a guest on that was uh, the bakers mm-hmm. um and so that episode uh was dropped and then we had the behind the scenes for that too mm-hmm. uh coming out together um and that was that was really fun for us because mm-hmm. we won three awards as well and we were, were really proud because we wanted to match you when oh. you won your three <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a common factor, right? The moment, like whenever we collaborate, I think that's the it's and that was uh, another reason why I wanted you to somehow or the other way uh, part of the permission. <laughs> I I consider you as a lucky charm. Somewhere. No, you're <laughs> the lucky charm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, I have to get Tristan somehow or the other way uh, on this project. Yeah. yeah. So on your film uh, permission, I I did sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our short film, um, Nuts About You, mm-hmm. you came on as an AC. You were first mm-hmm. AC. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, how was that different than, I mean, you, you did so many roles between your nine films, yeah. and it led you to directing and editing. Mm-hmm. How did that compare to just coming on set and being an AC? Oh, honestly, I'm telling you. So before even coming, uh, I think after I uh, came on your set, uh, uh, I went and like did one feature film in Virginia as a second AC. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that 
I am going to do more and more second AC role this year as well <laughs> because that is where I thoroughly enjoyed the two days of shoot or whatever uh, the other one was a seven days feature film shoot because I had no stress I had a fixed duty <laughs> that okay you have to handle the camera and like look at the lenses and stuff if you're directing your brain is consistently going on and like mm-hmm. something or the other thing goes wrong I think uh, so I love these kind of things where I don't have too much of responsibility on my shoulder yep. and I can just enjoy the process and that's where I think I told you after the shoot of Nuts About You is that like this was my best experience of the shoot where I, I was just laughing I was smiling throughout <laughs> the day not <laughs> being uh, what do you call it like, grumpy about anything so yeah, yeah I thoroughly enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> well, I I remember being on set, and I don't know if it's in behind the scenes that'll that comes up. I think I think it should already be out on Wednesday this week. Um, the behind the scenes, I'll have to proof it again. But whether it's in the video or not, mm-hmm. at one point on set, I asked you. I said, "How how are you doing today, Abby? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you said?" <laughs> The I feel good. I'm yeah. not stressed. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Now I remember because honestly, on this particular permission, it was a two-day shoot. Only one time, I think probably I was lost, and you know what? What is the reason? I wouldn't say that right yeah. now in this podcast because I don't want people to know before seeing the film. Mm-hmm. So let like we can talk after the film is released about that. But that was the only moment where I was stressed because it was a big disaster at that point. But other than <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> other yeah. than that, I was pretty calm because uh, the production team was great. Like you were handling sound, the DP and the the gaffer, the AC. Everybody was doing their job. And I had a great uh, direction team with my AD and associate director. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody was like, "That's that's the beauty of hiring right people for the right job." And oh, wow, <laughs> exactly. what a compliment! Yeah. No, honestly, that is, and <laughs> this is my first directional project where I was directing, and I was calm as water. I think. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was really cool because I would look over my shoulder every once in a while, and I'd see you on the uh, the director's monitor, and you'd just be sitting there with your arms crossed, staring so intent. <laughs> at the the footage coming from the camera, and you didn't have to be because it was it was very well produced yeah, um, yeah. from the uh, from the first AC. Mm-hmm. I don't re- do you remember his name? Yeah, the first AC was Michael. Uh, yes, Michael. And the, yeah, and, and the gaffer was Zachary. Zach, yeah. and then the DP was Nate. Nate so yeah. DP is director of photography. That's the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Um, AC is assistant cameraman. The first AC usually does focus pulling, yep. but on our production we didn't have focus pulling, so you were just helping out on set. Yeah. And then second AC is usually slate and sometimes uh, DIT, yeah, so like yeah. managing. And even changing the, the lens stuff. and yeah. taking care of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the stuff to help out the camera operator. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it seemed like uh, you were a lot less stressed, even though you were a director role, uh, because you had all these people and everything was very a- autonomous, where yeah. like signals were getting sent everywhere and you could just sit there mm-hmm. and watch your monitor. Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I'm telling you, that. that's why I, like now I feel like I'm... Um, I don't think I can go back to what I used to do. I think this is just, I'm too spoiled with this, yeah. uh, the vanity I got in terms of, mainly more than vanity, I think I could focus on the job I'm like, I, I'm trying to strive to be best at, I think. Yeah. Uh, like, rather than dabbling into things where I am not good enough or I'm, I don't have that much interest in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, people come into the creative industry for different reasons with different goals. And it sounds like you're moving towards the director side, at mm-hmm. least outside of the painting. Yeah. Um, is, uh, 
is your goal to direct your own short films or to be hired? Like you want to be a part of the writing process? Are you wanting to start a production house where like you own a company and you have everyone in-house work for you? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to get hired on and, and do other people's films? Yeah. Like what is your end? If, if Abby could live his dream, what would it look like? Mainly, honestly, if I have enough money, I would like to be a producer director where I am putting my own money, which is what I did for this short film, uh, because then you have full autonomy on whatever yeah. decisions you are. But again, that's not an ideal situation. And most of the time on the feature film, you don't have that kind of money. At least I don't have <laughs> <laughs> where I can shell like $100,000. Uh, so, yeah, but mainly my uh, goal is to direct uh, and be a director, get hired as a director, because I do that even now on the music video project. Uh, yeah. um, I do like uh, music videos for other singers. I travel across. Um, last one we shot it is like Las, Las Vegas. We shot a music video, I think, three years ago. Last year. Was we that shot out in the desert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing that yeah. one. You yeah. were. I you were did you edit that one too or did you yeah, just direct? yeah i directed okay. and edited it uh, that was awesome and then one we did it in vermont so yeah i get hired as a director but mainly on music video at this point but my larger goal is to make a feature film and mm -hmm. just be in that uh, feature film zone where i am most likely focusing on editing and directing mm -hmm. so these two things are complementary if i'm directing i have to edit <laughs> Because I rely so much on my editing, uh, the whatever mistakes I will make during direction, I yep. think I know I can fall back because that's where I'm more comfortable or like I'm more peaceful is at the editing station, I think, because that's where mm -hmm. you're just alone. Of course, I take feedback from people and try to incorporate those things. But this is where I'm just not at all restless at the editing table. So, yeah. So that that's the focus, directing and editing. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are complementary thing. If somebody tells me you're just directing, not editing, uh, if they're offering a <laughs> lot of money, then I will do it. But <laughs> if it's not for money, if it's just for the sake of uh, project, then I will most likely like to edit and direct, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, we do all of our productions in-house for the most part. Like when we shot the short film, we brought in assistant mm -hmm. roles. And I mean, David was doing sound. I was, mm -hmm. I didn't come up with their writing so much. I think the whole team contributed the writing, mm -hmm. but uh, I was, I would say the director for our shoot, mm -hmm. the DP, and we worked a lot together on the editing. But to me mm -hmm. that like the directing this DP work mm -hmm. and the editing, like you said, I feel like that is so important yeah. to be in line because you have a vision and you want to see it come to fruition. And yes, if you have a really good editor and you can explain it really well, they can make it work. But yeah. watching what you had put out, mm -hmm. uh, we just reviewed your short film before coming in here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys are the first one to watch it. Nobody really? has, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has, you will not even a cast and crew, no. so they are going to yell at me, but because we are doing this podcast, so I haven't shared the, the most recent rap, so it was fresh mm. out of the computer. I well, think. I can't <laughs> say we really watched it because we watched it on a really crappy TV, so yeah, we haven't got to experience the true yeah, permission. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so when I get home tonight, I'm going to watch it on the surround sound and, uh, and really take it in because it was such a, a good short film, right? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think everybody, you know, watching this by the, I don't know if by the time this comes out, it'll be released, but we'll have a, a link in the description as soon as it comes out. Yeah. And of course, we'll have a link to his channel as well, where I assume you'll be posting it. Yeah. So one note about that. I don't think so. The film will be out at least for six months. Six months? Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Because we have put in so much money uh, and whole goal was to do a festival run. And that was the mm. different strategy from what we used to do before uh, with the 48 hours. Uh, because this film we have put in so much effort and so much energy and so mm -hmm. much emotions we thought that like okay this is a subject we wanted to like bring more attention to or like bring more mm -hmm. awareness about because mm -hmm. there is we are dabbling into mental like mental health and those kind of subjects so we thought that like this will be a suitable film for the festival uh, yeah. so right now I think from 31st of January the film will be getting <laughs> into the festival circuit so we'll be submitting to at least 20-30 different festivals hopefully if we get accepted in those mm -hmm. first three months three months is my at least personal deadline that i'll see how the results come back okay <laughs> if we don't get selected ever then of course we'll uh, try to put it out but my goal is to uh, make a good festival run uh, uh, because the writer is from uh, one region uh, he's in colorado uh, the, the music composer is in la so the regions we are trying to pick apart is we are trying to distribute it like in three ways we, mm -hmm. are, we are applying in those three regions so that at least one of us if we get uh, selected then one of us can go and represent the film i guess that's yeah. cool so so um you will not be posting it for a while yeah will at least that's a that's the plan that's the plan <laughs> and then you will you be planning on doing like a local watch party yes, yeah, or anything yeah, like that yeah so most likely at this point i'm thinking of september or october uh, okay. we'll most likely have a screening in yes cinema for uh, our columbus people here awesome yeah that's why I was really excited because I want to see it in theater very yeah, badly. Me too, me too. But I don't know if I can wait to go to LA in like the winter time yeah. next uh, at the end of the year. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a goal. So yeah, the plan is to have a, a uh, premiere most mm. likely in October, September, October time premiere. That's like six, seven months from now. Right. Well, yeah. we've danced around it a lot, so I think probably now's a good time to dive into it. Can what can you tell us about the story? Yeah. Uh, without disclosing too much, whatever I'll say, I'll, I'll probably I'll disclose. But yeah, so it's very personal subject, uh, something which is very close to me and my wife, I think. And that's the reason we wanted to make this film. Mm -hmm. It's about a couple who uh, experience a loss in their uh, life. Um, and that takes a toll on their marriage, uh, how that affects their relationship. And then with the help of a counselor uh, and through art, how they conquer life and move on in mm -hmm. the life. That's mm -hmm. the whole crux of the film without giving too much. I think I have given too much. No, no, I, I think, yeah. I think um, there's a lot, especially in the edit, that you creatively, you found a creative way to tell a linear story, like mm -hmm. something that could have just been start end. Mm -hmm. um, you found a really good way that I, yeah. th I think draws in a viewer. Yeah, that's good. Um, but on on top of that, how how closely is this based on reality? Can you say that? Oh yeah. Uh, so it's I would say. 70 80 percent other than me being brown and uh, <laughs> the actors playing are a different complexion or ethnicity um majority of the stuff even the character traits uh, are inspired from our real life but 
we had a great writer called lee ross uh, he's mm-hmm. he's been in in the industry for last 10 15 years at least he's been a screenwriter he has been to cannes film festival mm-hmm. before with his feature film uh, his feature film's name is downloading nancy you can check that out uh, yeah okay. that's the film he's been into cannes so i collaborated with him uh, i just told him whatever we have gone through and then he took that uh, story mm-hmm. and completely fictionalized it mm-hmm. um one only one brief i gave him is that like let's not tell this in a linear way because otherwise anyways this is somewhere this coast in the melodrama zone mm. um, but because of the non linear treatment i think it we yeah. can at least draw the audience and not completely pull them out of the experience yeah uh, but yeah he has written the whole screenplay uh, and the story he has fictionalized it, even though i said like 70% the emotions and some of the traits of the character the, 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 uh, those are like derived from the real life mm-hmm. but yeah. the rest of it is completely fictionalized um, yeah yeah I, i really enjoyed the uh, the non-linear uh, presentation of it because like you could could have just done it from like start to end yeah. with all these events yeah and uh, it really speaks to just like how like you can how well storytelling can be crafted it makes me think of um like comedy a lot mm-hmm. and how like there's like beats to uh telling a joke and yeah. it's very like if you know how to tell a good joke mm-hmm. you can usually know how to tell a good story and those are very integral yeah. to just delivering that message <laughs> yeah and uh i really I, i don't know i really enjoyed that a lot mainly because like you can see like the mirroring mm-hmm. and like the the a like the a the b to like every side and i thought that was really interesting oh, way to thank present you that. because you guys are the first one so i'm getting the real time feedback here so feeling yeah. really <laughs> energized here yeah Well, yeah. I mean, it's genuine too, because it's like we we edit as well, and mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like we both have seen enough where it's like we know what to look for. We'll watch movies with our friends or family over, <laughs> and we'll be critiquing or we'll be pointing out camera moves. Yeah. And the thing was yeah. with the story, I wasn't very like you asked me to critique it, and at the same time, I I was very drawn into the point. I was kind of looking over things where I wasn't like noticing. a certain camera move or uh, certain pieces of it like breaking apart your film the story was so good that i was just drawn in and i loved the way that you were um i mean like we said it's it's not linear mm-hmm. and i love the way that you were able to use sound uh sound design to bring some continuity to the to the nonlinear story yeah. where with a nonlinear story mm-hmm. it's so easy to get lost it's so easy to tell it poorly or to direct it poorly where it's like all right where am i what's going on because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't say uh new york 2020 at the start and then you know like how marvel does it every time they go to a new location <laughs> yeah. so like yeah. people know exactly what's going on even without mm-hmm. all that the sound beats and the way you were able to cut between time <laughs> i think um there was a lot of uh like script supervision maybe on set or mm-hmm. script supervision uh, prior to where everything just kind of made sense like there was yeah. no confusion about it oh, yeah i you. never um i always found it i found it believable oh. the, the main thing too like i didn't fall into like a sense of disbelief where i was like oh like that's kind of weird that this would happen or mm-hmm. um I, i don't know i just believed like the characters like in how oh, the story was continuing and like oh yeah this would make sense and how this person would behave oh, especially wow. if you're learning that out of order too mm-hmm. um and a lot know, of that credit well goes done. to the the lead actor the jordan and avery yeah and of course everybody oh, yeah. else in the cast but they, they were just phenomenal job. i think they have done an amazing job uh, in like drawing the emotions out i think but yeah thank you for like saying all <laughs> yeah. those things it feels <laughs> because yeah i was super nervous it was very painful process to go through the edit but the first rough draft was 20 minutes long yeah uh, mm. and 
I don't know if I sent I, you the first draft. I didn't see the first one. I sent you the second one. I saw the second yeah, one. The second one still had like rough. ton of yeah. It was very rough. I was very <laughs> I was very uh, sad not because it was bad, but I was sad because the parts that I contributed to were bad because they hadn't been worked on yet. Because you said yeah. I was I was just doing the story. The sound wasn't worked on at all, and I heard the sound. I was like. Oh no! I, I ruined his his no. his child, like his project, his like what, like oh, they call no. it the baby project, where it's mm-hmm. like this is the project that you raise and you build and you put all your effort into, and it showed, but then the sound fell apart, and then we just reviewed it again, even on the crappy speakers. I was like, okay, this is way way better now. Oh, yeah. The second draft, third draft, I was literally losing faith at certain points on the second draft, <laughs> oh, no. like second, literally on second draft, because that it's editing sometimes because becomes so lonely process. Like, yes. A, you are watching it so many times. By now, I have watched it. I am not exaggerating. At least five hundred times, I watched that film. So I have lost. Lost all the objectivity by the second draft, and that's the reason I was wow. sending it to so many people. A like the, I have tried to divide it into groups. I have sent it to the the cast and crew, like you and the other people, try mm-hmm. to get their feedback. Send it to completely virgin audience who had no idea this is like derived from our life because that also sometimes hampers mm-hmm. the feedback loop. If mm-hmm. they know this is something happened to you or like in your life that they. Tend to be nicer, I think, and that's mm-hmm. what I didn't want it. So I sent it to random people as well, <laughs> uh, and that helped a lot because a lot of people initially it was difficult to <laughs> get that feedback. Hey, this mm-hmm. looks bad. But uh, fortunately, I took 15 days break <laughs> from the editing, went on the road trip. When mm-hmm. I came back, that's when I collected all that feedback and looked at the film with a completely fresh mind. And fortunately, mm-hmm. my writer uh, was completely on the same page that like we could. Change the way the script was written uh, because mm-hmm. it was non-linear. He was he said like you have full freedom to move certain parts. We still kept everything, but just some of the sequences were changed from the script because it was making sense in the edit. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple couple points back. You were talking about the actors and how well they did. When you're on set and people are hired for a specific position and it's not as guerrilla as what we do, um, <laughs> everybody has a role and you want to do it as well as you can, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the actors because that's what, I mean, that's what tells the story, yeah. their emotions and how they how they present everything. Since this was such a personal project for you, do you how do you feel seeing the performance and? And how how did you feel watching that? How did you feel that they conveyed everything? Yeah, so honestly, I initially felt I wouldn't be able to at least some of the the emotional parts. I felt that like okay, I won't be able to uh, like direct or like see that in the monitor. But I don't know what happens on the set. I think uh, like because you are directing and you have so so much responsibility. I was completely. I had a complete objective vision. At that point, maybe other people on the set were emotional at that point. Yeah, uh, but I wasn't. You uh, weren't. No. See, that's why I was. I didn't know if like if there was ever points where you wanted to take time to like step off set for no. a minute or like in the edit or anything like that. Nothing. No. 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 <laughs> on the edit, uh, the first draft when I, it came, it just like I was emotional because the first draft was ready, not yeah. because of the like certain moment. Because I think by that time, and again, the reason I wanted to make this film, it was part of the therapy, and mm-hmm. that's what healed me throughout this process. I think so. I was like so hardened in terms of emotions when I was directing it because a there was a lot of money r- riding on my shoulder at that point, <laughs> so I had, I had no uh, leeway. To like yeah. go haywire, um, but actors performed amazingly. I knew that like there were people on the set who were emotional, but I wasn't because I was 
too focused on like getting the performances out and uh, getting the film done because mm-hmm. you know that like how tight schedule it was like yeah. we had 20 scenes we had to shoot those in two days of 12 hour shift so mm-hmm. within 24 hours and we had total of seven eight setups four locations it's a so lot it, yeah it was very tight schedule we were mm. literally running on time in mm-hmm. terms of like just catching up so i had no uh, no leverage to j- get emotional or do anything i was literally <laughs> as a soldier there that like oh we yeah. have to get this done <laughs> well i'm glad you didn't have to endure that yeah so for people unfamiliar when you're doing audio Mm-hmm. You have headphones on just mm-hmm. the same way we are now yeah. and everything outside of our headphones is very quiet. Mm-hmm. All you hear is what goes in the headphones. Yeah. So for oh, what we were doing 12 hour days? Yeah, we 12 did 12 hours. Hour yeah. days. Yeah. So for 12 hours uh with you know a couple breaks here and there in between I had to listen uh in both my ears <laughs> to this couple breaking down mm-hmm. and this very genuine performance of them going through this hardship and hurt of uh of loss and their their in my opinion their performance was very good oh, yeah. it was excellent because i would go home very sad and my wife's like what's wrong are you tired i was like no i i feel like i've been emotionally abused for 12 hours today <laughs> oh no where i've had to like endure everything mm. they say like it it goes like right through the ears and like it just mm. the sound resonates inside mm-hmm. of you so yeah. i'm like feeling almost like the emotions that these people are conveying in their performance oh, yeah. and uh, I feel so broken at the end and then we start to get to the happier scenes and I'm like getting happier as we're shooting it and I'm it's like it's so amazing yeah. how much their performance in my opinion conveyed yeah. what you were what I assume you were going through and how yeah, much yeah, hurt yeah, totally, there was totally no I think they they were just amazing and one thing I did because they were so real for that particular scene I don't want to talk too much because it will Uh, give audience the impression that it is a sad <laughs> movie. I just want to highlight that it's not a sad movie. It's a happy it's a movie. movie. Yeah, it's, it's a real a movie. Movie yeah, about real. hope Very uh, real. and happiness. But yeah, yeah, we just did two takes because I could see how real they were at that moment, and I could see how mm. much. And because I have done some bit of acting, I know that like what they must be going through. So I. I just decided that I don't want to do more than two takes. Fortunately, those two takes were both of those were like great takes, so I didn't repeat. Even though director inside me wanted more, editor inside me wanted more coverage. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, this is they have given everything, and they were true. I think yeah. one good thing happened is that Jordan and Avery, who are playing the leads, we spent a day before shoot together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, so that helped actually um, because we did some workshops we did couple of scene readings um, and just developing the characters and like talking through the emotions i think but they were just too good i think i, I wouldn't take any credit in that particular part i think they they were just amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> me actually while i'm pulling up my notes for the next one i was wondering if you could do us a a, a little a little challenge a little favor mm-hmm. you said that you did characters mm-hmm. how fast could you do a character caricature yeah like draw caricature yeah right now why not <laughs> i i can do it uh, cool. if you have a pen and paper actually i have the uh, the back of this <laughs> clapboard oh, let me uh let, let me let me try i i have been oh. out of touch for last seven years but i will give it a try Shoot, we're going to have to get the marker out i think you'll be the reason why i'm starting it back i think you never know or i will stop it forever there you go <laughs> 
So uh, for the audio listeners, uh, these will be on Instagram somewhere, or you can just check it out on YouTube because that's where yeah, they post be the videos. So the who's I'm doing US? Uh, whoever you want. <laughs> I, mean, I think this is easier. <laughs> yeah. to do David. Yeah, easier. Do David first, yeah. and um, oh boy, that'll buy me a couple <laughs> seconds while I figure out what I'm going to talk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to do without Cole. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, um, I don't know. You're. Uh, it's yeah. probably hard to answer questions and uh, do a caricature at the same time. It's it? true. And plus, you need to hold still. So, yeah. uh, three seconds of awkward I'm silence. I'm going to be like very yeah. quick. Uh, it might not be the accurate one, but <laughs> just with the, the time yeah. and the... Well, I know when we were talking about mistakes like on set mm-hmm. uh, or with previous films, was there uh, early things that you've learned from, from previous uh, uh, films? What was uh, one of the... What was like one one big one that kind of stood out that kind of like what was a big like aha moment uh, for you from one of your past films? Uh, the main thing I learned is that like you have to hire a best writer possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, because that that's where everything starts. Because yeah. all the other things are just going to be aimless if you don't have a good writing. So that that's the first mm. thing I did. It was like I hired a, the writer here, uh, and mm. yeah, that was the biggest learning. And another thing was like to, uh, which I have been doing, I think on most of my music videos uh, stuff is I storyboard uh, everything, whatever is possible, because that just brings clarity for everybody on the team. Everybody is on the same page. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, those were the two main things, or I would say lessons learned from all the the crappy ones we made. (laughs) (laughs) You, uh... You've been I can't see your ears, but I'm just going to oh, imagine yeah. and... Just make them big. <laughs> make them big. <laughs> <laughs> like Dumbo. I don't you, know how... You said you've been directing uh, longer than you've been doing professional... Like, not professional art, but um, your canvas style artistry that you've been doing re- here more recently the, with 100 Days. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what prompted you out of nowhere to just start making these art pieces so consistently that in my opinion are beautiful and i asked you to make me one for my wedding as a gift and you did (laughs) where did that uh what what pushed you and prompted you to start working on this so it was mainly uh i don't know how close it is i'm I'm completely uh, we asked you questions and made you draw you did great yeah (laughs) it's a challenge yeah it's yeah it's not great uh but i I, okay Uh, yeah so uh mainly the the challenge i started was because of the pandemic i think a we were stuck uh we were going through a tough time in the life uh, at that point, this was like 2020, uh, and really we had a, a very difficult year that year, and I was going through some mental health challenges, and I wanted to just motivate myself by doing something, and I thought, okay, because before that I was doing painting on a regular basis, but I wasn't in a routine to do it. But I thought that's that's the one process where my mind is completely off uh, in terms what of are like. You doing? <laughs> Why? Because we got to get a bit better picture later. I got. I got. We got to do both. We got. We got. It's uh. going. We got to get all of them. I got oh so, my so many good pictures. It's going on Instagram. Why did uh. you interrupt this man's story? He was telling a really no, good story yeah. here. <laughs> You're ruining the picture. I do, I got five good pictures from different angles. They're all oh, great. Oh jeez, man. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, mainly it was uh, to cope up with the mental health, uh, bring in some sort of a positivity and painting for me, like draws a lot of positivity inside me and I could take out all the frustration through the paintings. Uh, So that's the process helped me, healed me. uh, And that's the reason I 
kept on doing it. I wanted to actually write a blog about how uh, painting daily saved my life. I think in a way because I was drifting at that point of life and but painting a because i was putting it on the social media you get a lot of love from people uh, you get motivated and mainly because i had that initially i started with okay i'll just do it for a month then doing after like completing month i'm like okay why can't i do it for 50 days so i just posted it and i last 5 8 years i think i have got this habit if i want to do something i'll just post it out yeah. i'll say it out loud that okay even though i know this is going to be difficult i just say it out loud because then i it is an obligation for me to complete it and that's how that 100 days series started i did that for last 2 years again i'll be starting it in like couple of months from now yeah uh, but i do that on digital uh, medium so i draw it on the ipad because it's just convenient uh, and mainly yeah, because you if you want to do it every day you need to have a how much money setup. would that cost to like if you wanted to do a painted canvas mm-hmm. and you just did one and then we'll extrapolate for a year if you did 100 days mm-hmm. how how much does it cost for you to paint an actual canvas uh depending on how big the canvas is uh so miss like if you are saying asking what i would sell that or like the actual cost well i'm just at the actual cost cuz i mean if you painted every single day i mean that would that would cost you thousands yeah just to like, paint depending if fun. i paint smaller it wouldn't cost that much oh, okay. uh, if i paint like this size probably that like your slate uh, it wouldn't be too much but the problem was to just be in the routine and make it easy mm-hmm. because if you mm-hmm. want to get into habit you need to design a process as which is simpler i think <laughs> otherwise yeah. it's difficult because i have a studio at home a uh, mm-hmm. painting studio but that again i need to come down go there and again i i like i have a day job so i travel sometimes so i can just carry my laptop or like ipad and continue that continue so there is working. no interruption so that was the whole reason to pick up ipad and yeah. like start doing the digital well you said uh you said selling them is do you sell some of your art yeah Yeah so me and my wife uh has a, a what do you call it as a portal or online company uh, mm-hmm. called M Creatives uh, M Creatives Yeah M Creatives where uh, we sell paintings we sell bookmarks we sell fridge magnets um uh, so those are like other things we do mm-hmm. outside the film because my wife is a photographer so she uh, handles this part of it i just paint and she handles the the rest of the portion <laughs> yeah uh with the with the art pieces that uh that you sell so people could go online and, and pick yeah. these up yeah, sweet yeah, 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 yeah definitely we need a link to those mm-hmm. uh let people because i have a piece of yes. an original <laughs> abby saddam smiley face art <laughs> that's how he signs them they're really cute <laughs> he uh he did one for my wedding that was very uh very endearing very meaningful because we told him the color palette and i said just paint whatever you want yeah. and then um He did this beautiful uh tree on a hill uh Ooh. and it was like a uh I don't know a description but like it was an illustration of like a relationship and mm-hmm. I could see it in the art and like all the care and effort that you put into oh. making it look genuine. I enjoyed it because I love doing the custom art where people tell me what to what uh, they want to see mm-hmm. uh, because that sometimes I think even though I said that like manmoji films is where i want to make what i want to make mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes constraints are good <laughs> yeah and especially in the art like painting if you give me a blank canvas it's very difficult but if you tell me that oh i want a square on this canvas 
and do it creatively then it's easier because you have a direction where to move ahead yeah so i enjoyed that process i was because i was looking to give you gift you something for your wedding gift and I, this could have been something i was like okay let's make something personal that's why i asked you the palette what you want to because yeah. i didn't want it to completely gift something which you will be like oh, what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> well if it makes you feel better it was my favorite gift uh, oh. it's one of those pieces that oh, will last that makes me feel forever great. like i i mean you get like pots and pans and all these things and it's like essential but this is one of those things that it's like it's art it lasts forever it lasts longer than my relationship well because eventually we'll die but the art will still be there oh and it's goodness. like that's that's really cool to me now that's um, a poetic way to justify that that's good thank you <laughs> my wife's like good save she thought i was like s- split up or something it's like no we'll we'll die together honey. No <laughs> that's why i'm like okay what did he say and immediately, immediately bounce back <laughs> oh yeah i'm great at that uh Uh, but uh, about the large art pieces mm-hmm. there is a focal piece in permission there's a focal art yeah. piece yeah where is that art piece now that is with me it is with you yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i have that one uh, most is it like, ha- hanging up in a closet no, where is it at i haven't yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, because problem is that my house is right now full with my paintings uh, and there is mm. no space left uh, the, all the walls are most of the walls are occupied with the artwork uh, but that one I just kept it I thought that like we'll just use it as a promotional material when mm-hmm. the film is out and, yeah, uh, after uh, people watch it because I can't disclose what the painting is right because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it, ha- it is very pivotal in the short film yeah. and actually there was now that I think about it there are two art pieces Um did uh did one of the actors did he take one of them? I no, you know you talked about it. He kept a canvas. I told him that like whatever you painted I'll mix that with what you painted and keep some of your part and try to create a painting and gift it to you. So oh, I think okay. most likely I'm going to do that, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's I mean it was really cool to to watching it being a part of shooting it uh and then I mean knowing you prior to writing it and how your experience was to see like your passion of directing your passion of editing your passion of like artistry the pain that you went through every literally blood sweat and tears going into a short film that's going to go off to win oh. all these contests and all these festivals i hope <laughs> this cross i hope it gets accepted because yeah we have put in everything we have and mm. amazing team that that's that's the main reason why at least film is Mm. what you guys watched i think you guys liked it but it's mainly because of the amazing team we had we had a great production team uh, with the dp actors writers and then we had a great pro- post production team as well who has done the sound design color grading yeah so i'm blessed with everybody I, today tonight i think the poster first poster will be out and because i was mm. waiting for your podcast to happen to kick off the promotional activity so yeah tonight Sweet. will be the first poster that's awesome <laughs> man yeah We're, i'm we, excited to see that yeah. yeah we are honored to be a part of it and i i really wanted to find a way to help promote this cuz oh, no. it's going to be awesome. No, thank And you. Then no, I can't like thank you guys enough because I was honestly I was very scared when and how to start the promotional activity because a I'm not going to release the film immediately. So people right. are going to ask the question, "Hey, when are you releasing it?" But it's very determined like important to even promote it other mm-hmm. like for the festivals and stuff. So I was like trying to find a date and I'm like, "Okay, you guys are doing the podcast perfect. That will be the kick-off moment uh, yeah. when I'll kickstart the 
the the overall promotional activity so poster is ready as soon as i go home tonight i'll start posting it mm-hmm. uh, so everything will be lined up and there will be a new facebook page i'll create hopefully uh, for the film <laughs> hopefully no hopefully means there are so many activities in my mind at this point uh, but yeah like uh, the promotional activity will start yeah sweet so um there was a couple more things i want to run through uh the as far as the sound goes because that was what i contributed to uh, mm-hmm. to the short film and mm-hmm. it, it gave me so much anxiety because there were so many little odds and ends on set um there was uh aside from my hiccups there were parts that we ended up cutting from the from the film mm-hmm. uh, for for sound reasons <laughs> my favorite was the coffee mm. machine oh <laughs> Yeah, uh, you reacted to that part, uh, and I didn't notice it at all. So no, whatever okay, you went good. wrong <laughs> and that you had to fix, I had no idea that you had to fix something. Yeah. So what, what oh, is the story good. behind that? Uh, so the, <laughs> I think the mainly it wasn't totally because the sound was speaking or doing anything. The sound was yeah. okay. It wasn't bad. The, the reason why we did something there, uh, I wouldn't specify which moment. Mm-hmm. It was mainly from the sound design purpose. The, after that, the overall scene, the way he wanted to lay out that, the mixing. Yeah. That's why he decided to use that sound. Uh, let's not discuss too much. Otherwise, people will be like, ah. No, I mean, it was yeah. essentially, we're, we're doing a very, it's, it's, there's a, a part of the short film that's, um, that uh, somebody's exerting mm-hmm. energy as an actor, like to convey their emotions. Mm-hmm. And as they're building up this energy, um, it's a scene with a coffee machine. And it's, I think an espresso or something. It's some some fancy mm-hmm. one that when you turn it on, it mm-hmm. immediately just starts ejecting this loud, yeah, crazy, mm-hmm. obnoxious, just for you know, a good minute and a half. Yeah, you know what? I've seen enough videos and like reviews of like espresso. I should have known that was missing. <laughs> Notice that, but I totally didn't. It just seemed natural. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was just, it was so funny to me to see like somebody putting in a ton of energy in this emotional Mm-hmm. Uh, performance and then all of a sudden you just have to go all right time out pause and then they just have to like hold it like yeah. a, like a video game or something like the pause like the character is just like standing there with like <laughs> a gun or something in like a video game and then you're like all right resume yeah. and it goes back into all right two minutes have gone by the coffee's made and then goes right back into acting mm-hmm. and that was the first moment where i realized that's like oh he hired legitimate actors that can like oh, yeah. hold themselves and pose <laughs> yeah. and like mm. convey all these things i thought that was so funny though yeah, and, and yeah you, you made a right point because it's very difficult for the actors to like be in the moment when things are going wrong mm-hmm. uh, on the set i think but that's that's the beauty of hiring uh, the professional actors yeah. who have the experience and for, I was fortunate that, and that that was another thing in last two films or like last three films I think that's the one major thing I've done is like I started hiring uh, professional actors <laughs> professional from, everything right? You've like, been yeah I mean, like, it. from last three I'm like because even the the record breaker where the Connie was the, the lead actor uh, those are the actors from Columbus uh, mm-hmm. like so she was the, the actor on that one then your mom was the actor <laughs> on the, the previous yeah, yeah. film we talked about that on your uh, your brother's podcast yeah uh, the, ba- <laughs> the Baker cast yes. yeah and she's talented so everybody who's like so last three films we have been like hiring professional actors and this one we have gone through the, the casting agency called Helen Wells Agency. So mm-hmm. that is how uh, mm-hmm. we started the casting process. So I have given them the sides of the script. They started the so they sent a number of people and their profile. We shortlisted some of those because uh, it was a difficult process to just get all, everything together. But by hiring a casting agent, 
they could do they they have streamlined my process I mean, like i have to just pick the the right people and then they conducted the auditions send it over to me uh, sorted all those files so it was so streamlined and i was less stressed because otherwise you have to put a casting call you don't know how many people you will get but fortunately mm. because they had a big bank of actors mm-hmm. um, it made my life much easier i think yeah. yeah not sponsored by the way that's just oh, you're yeah. just great to we work be with naming, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that here no. <laughs> um yeah uh i got i got two little 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 uh stories from my experience on set because mm. i thought they were hilarious mm. and maybe you will too but i also uh i mean we won awards with a short film and david said if you can win awards with a short film you can probably tell a good joke or something like that you can tell, yeah, that's tell a, a good story tell <laughs> a good that's joke. A quote. we'll put it in the description <laughs> yeah yeah so so, uh, maybe they're funny, maybe they're not, and then um, we'll get uh, we'll get one more drawing here. Oh. This time we won't ask you a ton of questions. So you I need your face. You want me straight on? Yeah. All right. Here yeah. we go. Okay. So we we talked about the coffee machine. <laughs> the uh, the second one was um, sitting in the back seat of the sedan in the pouring rain. With That's the one we will try to avoid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. With no other context yeah, to it. don't give any other context, I think. No other context. I'm just, uh, there's a part where I have to get audio and I'm crouched in a very small ball. <laughs> I, my entire body is in the fetal position and I'm trying so hard to, to get good audio of these actors. And the entire time, uh, I just, I can't move at all. And they're like, all right, your head's in the shot. So I have to like knock my head down another inch and a half. And if my head comes up even slightly, it's in the shot. And if the mic turns, it's in the shot. So I'm just sitting here cradled up in this tiny little fetal position. And I can't say much more about it other than, yeah, you don't see it in the film, but it's hilarious. Uh, and I don't know if it's in the behind the scenes. I'll, I'll Maybe it is. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you watch any of the behind the scene footage? No. Okay. I <laughs> We, yes. have, we haven't either. I was watching the old like footage so many times that I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it once the film is ready. Now I'll watch it. Now yeah. I'll try to. Create. Well, we'll get it trimmed down. And uh, our editor, he's out right now, so we haven't had a chance to skim through it yet. Uh, but when we do, I, I really hope that part's in there because mm. it was it was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other part was uh, this was the first one we've done sound for another company where we've done sound for our own shoots. We've been hired to do full productions for other people. We've never just been hired on specifically for sound. Mm-hmm. And I brought everything that I needed. I brought backups of everything that I needed. Yeah. And I did not want to make a mistake because of how important this film was to you. Yes. But it, you did an amazing job. I haven't mentioned it before, but I think <laughs> because in, in this podcast, it's like I have told this to you, but like the sound was my biggest, uh, like one of the main concerns as well, that uh, how good of a sound we will capture because that will, because as everybody knows, 60% of the film is the sound. Uh, truly. So I was like, mm truly anxious about uh, but I was so confident that you can do it because I have seen you do on the other short films so that, yeah. that's why I'm like okay if you're not DPing this film then at least I want you to do sound for me <laughs> well I appreciate that yeah however despite that there was we had so many hiccups on set that you may have not been aware of <laughs> and now I get to share them with you because yeah. the film is I watched it and the sound was really good, so I'm okay with uh, admitting some of the learning curves for us. Uh, one was we came on set with a backup shotgun mic, so we were using yours, and we had a backup one. And mm. I'm really glad we got to use yours because my shotgun mic um, had a, a recall issue oh. that they won't service unless you pay $200 to get it sent back. 
And I didn't know this until after we your shoot because your DP needed an on-camera microphone to mm -hmm. get audio and they didn't have any on their red. You spend, or no, they had an RE, didn't they? The, they have Ariel, uh, Amira, Ariel, uh, Amira. Yeah, so yeah. they have a $30,000 camera that doesn't have a microphone on it, which is crazy to me. But they asked to use mine and I had a spare, so I gave it to them and they could not get audio with it. Turns out the microphone just doesn't turn on anymore. And we've only used it like 10 times. We've taken good care of it and we check online and they're like, yeah, it's a common problem. We don't know how to fix it, uh, like without you shipping it back to us. So we're the sound guys and we bring three microphones and one of them's not working. We give them the tiny one and uh, they were able to pull a little bit out, I think using, or no, they, they had a spare one that they were able to pull out. Yeah. And then uh, the other part was, ooh, Dang, that one's that one's pretty spot on. That's a, that's a <laughs> good drawing. <laughs> Abby was uh, drawing me while I was sharing that. Uh, dang, man, what an artist! Mm. If you want uh, characters, check out his website too. I'm sure he'd sure he'd spot some. I'm doing this after eight years, so honestly, it's not that great at all. <laughs> I love it. And you you guys are being kind. Here. That's my new avatar. <laughs> Uh, and the other one was the, uh, we, we brought backup SD cards. We brought mm. backup audio recorders and I have no idea what caused this because I've never, we've never had this issue on any of our hundred plus shoots where the card finishes writing mm -hmm. and then it, it just continues writing and writing yeah, and writing yeah. and it refuses to stop processing. So the only oh. way to stop it is to reset that like take the batteries out of the back like an old cell phone and put them back in mm -hmm. and then take out the card and make sure you didn't lose any audio. Yeah. So we take that out and these are $70 SD cards because they have like write redundancy and they're supposed to be super secure and it has extra pins so that if some fail, it can continue writing to other pins. Um, so we had a second one. Mm -hmm. So we used that one and we used another recorder. Same thing happens the next day with that recorder. So it's like we use a different recorder, we use different SD cards, never experienced this. And it's like, maybe it's the microphone. I have no idea how that would affect the write. Mm -hmm. But we ended up getting to the end and every day we would be offloading all of our audio and yeah. I would be triple checking every single take because I'm like, I am not missing a take for this. And then occasionally I'd be like, hey, can I'd talk to the director and be like, Hey, hey, Abby, can we get uh, can we get one more take? I, I need one more take. And he's like, "Did we get it?" And I said, "Oh, we got it. One more take." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny because it's like we, oh my we had the take mm -hmm. yeah. hypothetically, mm -hmm. but until I offload the audio, I have no way of knowing unless I just do a playback. But even then, I would have to sit for the three minute, four minute performance to make sure every second is there and mm -hmm. no audio drops, nothing because we. We were using a wireless system partly, and then the mm. boom was wired as the boom was our primary, and then we were using wireless as yeah. backups. I can't stand the wireless ones anymore. And no, no, yeah. they drop signals so much more now since since your show. One of them sounds like poopy because somebody dropped the mic, and now I realize that is likely the uh, <laughs> that is likely the connection between wire lav sounds mm. bad. Now. <laughs> No, and what, most important thing was like this film, because as you mentioned, there was no scratch audio. Uh, and for everybody, yep. scratch audio is that like when you get in camera audio. And that was again, that was my mistake that like I didn't have that communication with DP4 uh, on that Ari Amira camera that like it will need. Uh, because usually on these cinema camera, you either need a time code mm -hmm. or like you need a different way to hook up the mic. Uh, so yeah, so in that way, there was no audio in the camera mm. so we were completely reliant on the the audio Tristan was capturing so it's how it was, was that 
syncing process like fortunately, you take the audio uh, from the fortunately mic. the spencer who was our second ac and we all have worked with him spencer mm-hmm. walsh uh, he has done a great job in slating it so because we yes. were slating it so slating <laughs> wait, was wait, my wait, savior spencer? yes yeah. our spencer oh, we awesome. love him so much and on our on our podcast when we talk about 48 hour we said the reason we even finished on time was because spencer mm, yeah. slates so well yeah mm-hmm. if you need to hire a second ac just yep. for slating alone and he's probably going to be mad i said this because he probably doesn't want to slate forever <laughs> hire him for slating because he is the best second yeah. ac ever yeah, i'll turn my business manager uh bring on if he's that good at something like that straightforward and like so reliable that we we want him to do it like yeah. just think of like all the other things like he's going to no, be great at yeah so yeah. literally so. slate saved how much time i don't know otherwise yeah. i was panicking that like oh <laughs> you can't do anything i promised you too i said hey if that's the reason i will come help you sync this up at oh, your house yeah. and i'm so glad it didn't because i don't know how to use premiere <laughs> oh yeah no but no it, it was like initially i was very nervous that like how i'm gonna sync it but as soon as i uh, done with the first shot it was easy i think the slating was perfect no, but yeah if possible try to have a scratch audio <laughs> that will save yeah. Yeah. ton of time in yeah. the post production i think all right david you got any other questions hmm i think we're I, i'm good i'm uh, good yeah. <laughs> i don't what, know what uh what, we're, we're getting close yeah so uh yeah. abby what uh what else do you want do you have anything else you want to share talk about real quick or otherwise i'm going to do some outros and let you share and plug all your cool things all the stuff that's coming out where to find it and how to get there no and how to give you money no i think I, we talked about the <laughs> film <laughs> yeah we talked about the film i think i just want to take this opportunity to thank the entire team along with you uh for like two things you for recording amazing sound and bringing me here to promote the film as i said this is the kickoff event so far i was uh try, like trying to be in the hibernation not talk much about the film but now because the film is ready we have to get yeah. out there spread word so yeah check out the, the permission film promotional page soon uh yeah and thank you very much you did you're yeah. very welcome i feel like uh i feel like tom holland on the spider-man movie where he's like keeps saying things he's not supposed to <laughs> i'm gonna go get my knees whacked by disney after this abby's like can't talk about that why are you saying <laughs> all this too thing? worried about like uh, not giving too much because initially i was like whether hmm. i should even share the story what the film is about but if i don't no, talk I, about it yeah, yeah it's i yeah. think that's i mean this is the best format like a podcast is where people can express more freely mm-hmm. like it's not a two-minute ad for a movie or a trailer or something yeah, like mm-hmm. this is where you get to know the artist that created it and i mean we usually we try to find out like more of the core mm-hmm. of where somebody's origins began mm-hmm. and like what pushed them into their artistry like we did with uh with uh nick abstract Smith. oh yeah yeah um, yeah that was a great podcast though well thank I you loved, yeah, yeah i loved it however i was gonna say if we we could plug your old one super low quality we've improved so much talking about every, your nine movies and everyone gets better uh, yeah. there is an original podcast with abby where he does go into all those details of what's pushed him into artistry in general and why he started to to migrate into directing and yeah. and what his process was yeah the <laughs> second episode uh first ever season uh, episode two is yeah. up on uh, from two years ago yeah wow. it's yeah. on the same youtube channel right or you triflix mm-hmm. cast yeah, yeah it's yeah. on the same channel yeah. you will note it is an older logo or the old thumbnail so they're all white and your face yeah. is uh 
real prominent because it's the second one at the very bottom. You'll you'll see it easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you yeah. so yeah. much for coming and thank you for taking the time to share your story. Thanks for letting us be the ones to mm-hmm. to help share that message. Our our whole goal with the podcast and I forgot to do an intro. Yeah. Uh, it's the Triflix cast. This is the uh, the show where we <laughs> we interview creative people every other week. Yeah. We find out what uh, what prompted them to become the innovative creative entrepreneurial types that they are. Mm-hmm. If you guys liked this uh, this little podcast or maybe maybe you didn't like it but you want to listen to some more, check us out. We are everywhere there's podcasts, but uh, I prefer YouTube cuz you can watch them. Mm. And I think seeing people's faces is awesome. Uh, I'm supposed to say to subscribe to things, like the things, write some reviews if you can find the review button. I think Apple Apple has reviews you can write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I don't I don't know what else to say. Cole didn't write a... He's supposed to, we talked about that <laughs> We're the other way. without you, Cole. Cole, we don't know what to Never say. Never again. Don't write leave me a whole script. <laughs> Cole, come back. Oh, uh, Cole had a baby. That's why he's not here. <laughs> Congratulations, Luna. Luna. Yeah. Luna. Congratulations. The Luna. Yeah. <laughs> that is what. <laughs> oh, oh no. baby! I hope you guys have uh, a great day. Go check out his pod. Uh, go check out his movie whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. Eventually, there'll be a link in the description. <laughs> uh, peace. See ya. <laughs>